We try to behave ourselves on the story, but y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. I think it is. Tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. Hey everybody, it's your girl Claudia Jordan. Welcome to TGIF. It's Wednesday and I'm back with two of the most fabulous men in the game. And we're going to spill our tea and break down some of the biggest news in the headlines and on social media. We got a lot to cover tonight. We got a good show planned for y'all. So sit back, relax, get you something to drink and get ready for this hot tea. Okay, please welcome Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. What's up, fellas? What's going on, everybody? Hello, Claudia. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. A little last minute rushing to get get it together. Well, y'all got blue. I got traces of blue. I was gonna say you didn't get the memo. We were supposed to be the dream girls tonight, Claudia. You I got blue. blue. <laughs> I got blue nails, so I'm tied into y'all like this. Yeah, that was she trying to she trying to she trying to Kelly and Michelle us out. She want to be. I see. Girl. I see. Stand out and make us. Be background. Yeah. What y'all sipping on? Y'all drinking tonight? Or we uh, what we doing? What we doing? I am I uh, just drinking on a little bit of blackberry lemonade? Y'all know how, if y'all saw my Instagram, my good friend James Knox it was his birthday this weekend, so we ate good, drank good, went on the yacht this weekend. I've been drinking since Thursday, so I'm I'm back detoxing. So what does that mean? You you drinking water? I'm drinking strawberry uh, lemonade, raspberry lemonade. Oh, perfect. that's it? Nothing's um, in it? No, no, nothing's in it. Oh, okay. Ice. I'm drinking um, Snoop Dogg's strawberry gin again. It was so good last week that I decided I wanted to get my own bottle. And um, yeah, here's the Snoop Dogg and his new gin, his strawberry gin in Doggo. I do not like gin. So maybe like a, You don't like a little Bombay and orange juice? No. Oh, that's my dream. Gin make you sin, woman. Gin make you sin, honey. Wake up, don't be no, you don't even know who at your house. <laughs> that's an all liquor. Can I can't all liquor kind of do that, you know? Fuck you, that happens with all your liquors. <laughs> liquor, water, lemonade, tea. <laughs> all right, y'all. Let's get into the hot topics. Uh Ray J posted the following message in celebration of Pride Month. Uh Ray J's love and hip hop co-star. I'm sorry. I think we have a do we have a clip of this? Okay, let's play the clip. It's Gay Pride Month. Shout out to all my gay. Shout out to everybody in the LGBT community. I told my that it need to be more straight. Giving love to the gay. Okay, Ray J's love and hip hop co-star Prince replied to his video, explaining why he finds it difficult to show love to the gay community. In a series of Instagram stories, Prince said, you support gay people and or our events, you're gay. You hang out with too many men, you're gay. You hang out with too many women, you're gay. Every day I get attacked just for being me. So it makes it hard for a straight man to show more or extra love to the LGBTQ members because a large part is messy. What do y'all think about what Prince had to say? You want to go first, Q? Yes, because I, I got more background on that story. First of all, Prince's statements have nothing to do with the LGBT community. Prince's statements have to do with toxic masculinity and the fact that Black men have tend to have issues with Black gay men. Now, in terms of people thinking Prince is gay, how is that on us? You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's not the gay people's fault. And you're saying it's hard to show love 
because people are going to think you're gay. That's a problem you need to take up with your straight black brothers. We're not the ones making you gay. And Prince, quite frankly, people think you gay for reasons larger than you being friends with Bobby Lights. And I'm going to leave that at that. Because I'm down here in Miami and I know the realty and the realty actually has me very upset and I wish I could spill it, but it caused some some lawsuit situation with some dear people I love, but he's the last damn person who needs to be saying any damn thing about anybody being gay and showing love and you know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. I know it's taboo to out someone, so we won't, but I definitely have heard stories, but you know, I'm not in Miami, so I don't know what the boots on the streets Word on the street. I know that he better he better tread damn lightly. Well, this is what I want to say though. Um, independent of him, how he feels definitely exists in the African American community at a larger proportion than any other subculture, at least in my experience. I think a lot of a lot of African American men black men and black women feel that way they feel like if you are a straight man you shouldn't have any gay friends that's how black that's how that's how a lot of black men feel uh definitely the followers of people like the baby they definitely feel that way we saw that from the support that he received after his homophobic rant um so i i definitely understand that you guys probably got more background information on prince so i can't speak to that but i do want to say that uh big up to ray j though uh ray j has always stepped into this space where it was uncomfortable for other black men to be and have those conversations like be friendlier be nicer give more respect he has friends we should treat each group the same and i just want to big up miss Norwood, Sonia Norwood for raising two incredible kids as it relates to having the back of, you know, the LGBTQ plus community. I guess I guess I'm spoiled from living in predominantly progressive cities, you know, Los Angeles, New York. I spent time in Atlanta. So like I'm always like, really? Still people still tripping? Because like in those big cities, it's been a lot of, you know, I've had plenty of, of straight friends that have plenty of gay guy friends. They hang out. And it's I've, I've definitely seen things evolve in the last couple of years. So, I, I mean, it's not my experience, but I, I, I do, I am glad that people like Ray J and others are starting to speak up publicly and not just privately being friends with gay people and said, you know, screaming it from the rooftops, like, yo, these are my peoples and there's nothing wrong with this, you know? And I, I think- Well, uh, I could tell you, Claudia, that I still have uh, interaction with straight men, straight black men that uh, don't feel comfortable around me in public. They feel like if they are seen with me by association that they may be bi or they may be gay as well. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel I feel that in the energy of the friendship because outside of the public view, man, we're vibing, we chill, we cool. Everything is like a, a, you know, like a strong friendship. Yeah. I have a friend, uh, speaking of, I have a friend that I no longer talk to. It was a friend that I'd known from middle school. And when I became Funky Dineva, this particular friend was trying to get into media. You know, I had known Mona at that point and, and knew some people who could help him. And I tweeted him and was like, you know, yo, get at me, whatever, whatever. And he DM'd me on Twitter and I was like, can you do me a favor and please don't talk to me in public because you're out. Um, give the information to 
Kim and let Kim relay the information to me. And to this day, I've never talked to that bastard again. Wow. Um, that's that's sad to be shamed, ashamed in public about someone that you really are actually friends with and you rock with. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry mm-hmm. for both of you. I think it's horrible to be like that. All right, moving on. Chrisley knows best reality TV couple, Todd and Julie Chrisley. Come on, been- going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> They've been found guilty on all counts in their federal tax evasion trial. Prosecutors claim the couple swindled at least, oh my God, $30 million from banks uh, inflating their net worth to get loans. Now, they're also accused of hiding millions they earned from their show. They mm-hmm. face up to 30 years in prison. Fellas, what do y'all think about this? Them hoes going to jail. Okay, they is going to jail. This J-A-Y-A jail. They is going <laughs> to jail. I, this is what I don't understand. After 18 seasons or eight seasons or whatever on those shows, they're like the number one show on USA. They're clocking one point something million a piece, you know, per family member. How much money do y'all need to be around here swindling the people? And I'm going to tell you something. Federal court people, federal court people, they ass better get all the jail time because y'all around here taking black people to jail for these little $20,000 PPP loans. <laughs> I don't want no house arrest. I don't want no time served. I don't want no community service. They ass need to go to jail. J-A-Y-A? Y-A. <laughs> okay, I feel you. Hey, keep the same energy. Al, what do you think about this? Hey, <laughs> listen, I don't think they're going to jail. Honestly, uh, the president of the United States has done the exact same thing for the exact same number of years. We know Letitia uh, James, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, has been chasing down Trump's 15 years of conspiracy and tax crime, uh, creating fraudulent documents in order to get loans from millions and millions and on top of millions. You know, I find that the Trumps and, the, and and Todd and Julie have something in common. They've been faking it to the American public that they're rich, they're wealthy, that they're smart, and that they're all above board with good business. And the truth is, they're both the whole family and Donald Trump's family are on a farce. You know what's funny? Well, it's not funny. It's actually tragic. When you hear about these kind of cases and people constantly getting away with it, you know, the ones that have the protection, the complexion for the protection, and then you hear of a... Uh, you know, a, a black woman in Texas, uh, you know, voting on a provisional ballot and getting five years in prison. In prison. It's, just, it's like it, the 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 stark contrast just couldn't just be more apparent. It, it's awful. Awful, here's, awful, awful. Here's what throws me, though. Um, and maybe I'm just a simple creature. At the point in which you have a nice home, you have a nice luxury vehicle, You can eat where you want to eat, shop where you want to shop, go on vacation where you want to go on vacation. Where does this additional greed come from that you need loans and $30 million? I am sure that those people were living a better life than most people ever would just off their USA salaries alone. I think it's an, it becomes an addiction. You know what I mean? I feel like Yeah, I think it's an addiction too. I got I got away. And, and you know, when I don't know if y'all ever stole when y'all were young, like teenagers, like even a pack of gum or candy. Not me, girl. <laughs> I remember I stole a pack of gum one time and it was addictive. And I was like, I don't, I, I felt so guilty. But I remember just the thrill of getting away with something. So like getting away with something felt like it was a rush. 
I imagine maybe these people are on that times a thousand. I don't know. You never sold anything funky? Nothing? I stole in high school. I stole one pair of Jabo jeans out of Gad Zooks. And this is how <laughs> this is how amateur I was. I didn't know that they put the uh, the sensor in the cuff or whatever. <laughs> so I, I'm thinking I'm doing something. I walked out the store and the buzzer went off and it was poor, poor little young white girl. She was behind the counter. She was just as nervous as I was. And so I just took off running out of the mall and I drove off and I never stole anything again. <laughs> oh my God, too funny. All right, before we go to commercial, let's get this last story in. The messy drama between D.L. Hughley and Monique continues. Things took a turn when Monique said D.L. was coming for everyone except the man who violated his daughter. Now D.L. clapped back and said Monique is low and heinous for speaking on his family. D.L. demands that she leave his name out of her mouth to leave room for the food she loves so much. What are your thoughts on this drama? And a quick note, she said it was a man, but I think it was a 13-year-old, the same age as his daughter, right? Was that the... No, I think it was a, it was one of DL's friends, right? It was one of... I, I, I saw so many things about it. Like I saw it with a friend and I saw it with someone her age. So what do you think about this situation, Al, with her being the know, I just... I just think, and you know, guys, I've said this before, talking about people's kids is just inappropriate. It is just inappropriate. Monique is just inappropriate on so many levels with this. Like I had empathy. I had empathy at first when I thought it was about a contract dispute, right? Okay, I could see where she feels violated as a woman. Remember, I was like, hey, let's let's take up for our black women that are marginalized. But then as things start to unravel and start to unfold, I lost the empathy and I got disappointed when I found out after her going live with her man that they had planned to get him back all along. Like she was gonna, she planned to do this gig to get in his ASS, right? So, and then after that, she just downright got disgusting when she started talking about his daughter's sexual trauma. It was sexual trauma, right? Some type of sexual trauma the the daughter had experienced. I just felt, I, I don't know. I, that just didn't feel right at all. So the friend, it was a 13-year-old, he said in the caption. So it was misrepresented um, that it was like some grown man that was violating oh, okay, gotcha. daughter. It was, it was someone that was her mm-hmm. age. And here's the thing. Um, uh, when he was talking about it, he was talking about it in a way where he regretted not standing up for her. It was a, a moment of you know reflection, like, I've messed up. And to use that as, I, I, right. everyone's becoming collateral damage. Q, what do you think about this? Monique's true colors are beginning to show, right? Now, Monique went on this 10-year campaign with the Lee Daniels, Oprah, Netflix, Tyler Perry thing. And after about 10 or 15 years, Monique won us all over. Her story ain't changed. Her story ain't changed. Do a Black woman right. Do a Black... you, You know what I'm saying? This... I don't know. I don't know Monique personally, but this... She doesn't look like a good person. This just does not make her look like she is a good person. The things that she is doing is vile. At best, she's unprofessional. Right. And this dispute should have never made it to the stage, to the public, and it damn sure still should not be going on right now. Where the hell is the promoter? Okay, 
Where is the promoter to set this straight? And I'm sorry, I am leaning towards DL, like I said, in terms of being the headliner. Rather, he provided a deal memo that wasn't signed or not. All the marketing material had him billed as the headliner. His name was the biggest name on the ticket stub. That denotes headliner. Monique had a contract signed between her husband and the promoter. They need to work that out. But we need to hear from the promoter at this point to put this thing to rest. I agree. The promoter so the that, like that's unscathed. Do you guys, like, I, I actually don't need to hear from anybody else. I, I, I don't need to hear from anybody else because even if I heard from the promoter, I still will not feel comfortable with how inappropriate things have unfolded from her camp. I, I, I don't think hearing from the promoter would give me any relief of any sorts to, to feel differently. Well, I'm sure the story is not over, so we will bring y'all updates as they come. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF Soulmates. I see about almost 3,200 of you in the chat. So thank you for checking in with us and supporting the show like always. All right, let's get into this. We got more Texas news. Texas is the new Florida. Cue me, you and I live in the most ridiculous <laughs> state at this point, unfortunately. Uh, so um, Texas uh, State Representative Brian Slayton is proposing legislation to ban minors from attending drag shows in his state. Now, the news reportedly comes after a viral video of minors attending a drag show in Dallas over the weekend. Slayton tweeted, drag shows are no place for a child. I would never take my children to a drag show. And I know Speaker Dave Phelan and my Republican colleagues wouldn't either. You know, the outrage over this on the heels of the shooting, y'all haven't made any moves for the, for the guns yet, but y'all up on this drag show. Q, what do you think about this? You know, I got into a very, very nasty, heated debate last night at the bar about, about this with some friend, my friend Tiffany Fantasia, who works at the Palace, who's been uh, the MC for the last 15 years, because now Florida is drafting similar legislation mm -hmm. to follow suit. And here's what I want people to understand, because there are, there are going to be a lot of people out there that say children should not be at drag shows. This is a flat out attack on the LGBT community. And I'm going to tell you why. In the language that that particular lawmaker used, he uses the words sexual perversion. They don't need to be around sexual deviancy, sexual perversion, something to that point. Here is my take on it. Children should not be in any adult themed environment. All right. Now, there are many of us who have been to drag shows. The drag queens come out, they take off their clothes, they have their pasties on, and they, I agree that no child should be in that environment. What I don't agree with, though, is using the word drag, making it, pointing out the drag queens, because if it is a family-oriented drag show, if they are fully clothed, then it's nothing more than people in costumes doing a performance. And for all you black church going people that's about to clap your hands and all that other mess, I'm here to let you know if you took your ass to a Medea play, you sat through a big drag show. Okay. If that's a drag show. And, a and, to, and to your point, if you've seen the video, that it was very conservative. They were fully dressed. It wasn't the it wasn't very sexual and thongs on. It was they had on, look, they were dressed. Yes. Yeah, so let's be clear here. This is not about kids 
being, you know, in, in unsafe environments. This is a flat out attack on the LGBT community. And, you know, Q, you're right. And, and this isn't just an attack, a new attack. Uh, this would be one of 320 anti-LGBTQ uh, bills that have been presented just this year alone in the first six months of 2022. Now, this exact same representative moved to ban any type of LGBTQ books from schools and libraries in the state of Texas. He also moved to restrict transgender athletes from competing in sports. Um, and has gone as far to say that parents and teachers or anyone that allows for this sexual perversion to be presented in their presence should lose their jobs. Here's my thing. How did we get so far? You know what I mean? Like we, we came a long way under President Barack Obama. A lot of legislation was passed that rights were given, rightfully so. And we made some progress. As soon as Trump gets in office, all this, they the roll back the clock on, on the, the community, on women. And I'm just saying, there's a lot of conservative Republican women and men that have gay and trans kids, okay? Family members, friends, relatives, your husbands. And to sit there and allow these things to happen under your watch, knowing what your, your, your lawmaker husbands are doing is unbelievable that you would go against, you know, your own interests of people that you supposedly love. The people that belong to the community are not just Democrats. They, they, they just have Democratic relatives. They have relatives of all political parties. And it seems like they're just getting away with just taking back everything. Where is the outrage from women? white women where's the outrage because some of your sons are in these clubs some of your sons are in this community and you're just allowing it all to go down like i don't know where the marches are where is the outrage it's really pissing me off actually let me ask you this where is the outrage also from our very influential very visible white gay men in entertainment like you really i, I don't i haven't heard much from andy cohen um, I haven't heard much from um, what's his best friend that has his own show. Uh, uh, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Where where is their voice in this space? It seems like everyone's being safe. And once again, it's black men and women at the forefront. We're the ones that are putting it on our platform, talking about it, outrage, disgust, put it on our social media platforms. But you're right. We don't see a lot of that. I also think, too, a lot of those gays that you're talking about, the Andy Cohens and the different people, they live in safe gay bubbles where these types of things don't affect them. I mean, you know, L.A. is a great place to be gay. Miami is a great place to be gay. New York is a great place to be gay. And so I guess because it doesn't hit as hard, maybe that's why they're they're silent, maybe. Right. But you know what? They they sit on platforms that speak to all demographics across the entire United States, whether it's Chattanooga, Mississippi. I don't know. I just made that up or New York City. I, I just feel like that they, too, need to you know stand up to this type of foolery, because like Claudia said, a lot of these constituents, a lot of these people that these representatives represent in Congress, in the Senate, have gay kids have gay parents, have gay brothers and sisters. How do you, how do you, how do you live with yourself when you're trying to, when you're trying to force everyone else to live by your moral code? Just like these white women, the 53% that voted for Trump and continue to support the Republican agenda are okay with allowing anti-abortion 
uh, legislation, even in cases of rape That's or true. incest. You don't love mm-hmm. your kids, yourself, your sisters, your fellow ladies, your fellow women, if you're okay with that. So and, and, and knowing half their asses had abortions when they was in college. Ooh. And and these men, these politicians that are pushing for it, half their mistresses have had abortions. Spread okay. the real tea. Spread the, if we really want to get <laughs> if we really want to get down to the real tea, if you go to lunch with five of your girlfriends, three of them don't have abortions. All right. And if Maybe. you go to lunch with five of your homeboys, four of them don't pay for somebody to have an abortion. That's just true tea. It's true. And and there was even a Republican uh, Congress member, a, a Republican that slipped the abortion pill, RE46, into his mistress's shake and made her have a miscarriage. So it's like, it's, it's you know, they'll find a way around it when, when they need to. When their daughter gets pregnant by a young Black athlete, they'll mm-hmm. find a way to get rid of mm-hmm. that. Oh, wait, not an athlete, because they they're more valuable. A, a, a non-athletic Black man. Okay. <laughs> Oh, it gets me so mad. All right, y'all, real quick. Apple's iOS 16 update will allow users to unsend and edit text messages. Are you guys excited about this new Apple feature? People are saying, they saying the alcoholics are real happy about this. Um, <laughs> Q, what do you think about this? So, yeah and no. I'm, okay, listen. <laughs> Q, that was shade she just Let threw me right tell you why. Uh, He knows. Let me tell you why. <laughs> I can be one messy B-I-T-C-H, right? And I get distracted sometimes. And there have been multiple occasions where I have been talking S-H-I-T about somebody and I sent it to the person because that's who I'm thinking about. So oh, yeah, I we remember. You did that one time. Right. So that feature... With, so with that's psoriasis. I've actually created a rule now where I don't talk mess about people on text message no more because I made too many mistakes of sending it to the person and then, then you got to try to clean it up or whatever the case may be. Um, so I think it's good in that regard, but I think in the long run, it's probably going to be bad because texts serve as great receipts when stuff go down in friendships. It'd be like, uh-uh. And you don't need nobody being able to go back and unsend or edit the text and now it changes the history. That's true, but I do feel you on accidentally sending texts to people. I, I say it's a, I think it's about time. Do you guys, I guess I'm, no, Claudia, you and I are about the same. Do you remember on AOL, you could unsend your emails? Do you remember that? No, I don't. And I still have it. Yeah. Back in the day, AOL at one point, you if you sent an email, you could reset, you could unsend it. So I, knew I think it's about time. I knew in the workplace through Outlook, you could recall an email. I remember that from working in corporate, but I, I don't. I don't remember that with AOL. Yeah, I have a. I have. I still have my AOL account. But anyway, mm-hmm. I think this is messy and crafty. But you know what? In addition to this, one thing that I think I would love to see um, um, Apple do is also like when you're on um, uh, Snapchat. When someone screenshots your picture or what you're posting, you get a message of who it was. So I think they should implement that because there are a lot of people out here being real messy, uh, screenshotting, you know, their text messages and then sending it to the blogs or, you know, sending private pictures, naked pictures and stuff like that. So I think they should add that to this as well. Well, I'm going to tell you what else the hell they need to add. They need to add a damn price reduction to these damn phones, okay? Because I just went <laughs> yesterday, uh, this weekend bought an iMac and my phone is packing up. And I said, well, since I'm in here, I might as well, you know, get another phone. 
And when that man got to showing me them phones and told me a thousand dollars for another dog on phone, I was like, never mind, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Because now they're mini computers, you know what I mean? They're definitely mini computers, so I get it, but it it is annoying. I remember cell phones used to be $300, remember that? Right, right. That's about right. And that was high. And that was high. Yeah. Am I the only one that financed my phone? (laughs) No, I'm I'm mad as hell. So let me tell you, I'm mad as hell because my T-Mobile bill was $75, and then I needed a new iPhone. It was I had a flat $75. And I needed a new iPhone and they made me put like three or 400 down and put the rest in the bill. Now my bill been 140 for the last three years. They don't got me. They don't got me. I'm sure I don't pay for this phone, raggedy ass phone seven times over by now. <laughs> Most likely. All right, let's take a quick commercial break. Soulmates, chime in on the chat. If you're enjoying the chat, you're enjoying the show, give us some flames. We'll be right back with more TGIF after this. Hey, everybody, welcome back to TGIF. Okay, y'all, the three-week rule may be the best financial advice ever. Now, what's the three-week rule? Well, wait three weeks to buy the new car, wait three weeks to refi your home mortgage, and wait three weeks to finance any major purchase. Now, why three weeks? Well, because that's how fast the average ScoreMaster user takes to boost his or her credit score by an average of 61 points. And listen, 61 points, that is a lot. If you add that to your credit score, you can save thousands of dollars on everything you finance. ScoreMaster technology was, of course, developed by a credit data scientist to boost your credit score higher and faster than you ever thought possible. Now, ScoreMaster is so easy. It takes about a minute to get it started. and You don't have to wait months for your best credit score. It happens really fast. Try ScoreMaster today and see how many plus points you can add to your credit score in uh Make that happen today. Go to scoremaster.com slash T. That's scoremaster.com slash T. Once again, scoremaster.com slash T. Get your credit together, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back with more TGIF after the break. Back to TGIF Soulmates. We hit a milestone. We had 4,100 in the chat. Hey. Okay. All and then right. they dropped out, but they're coming back. They went away. They came back. 4,000? Yes. Hey. Okay. That's pretty good. We're going to get 5,000 within the next two months, I'm going to say. Average. We're going to get there. All right, y'all. We got to get into this uh, Deshaun Watson story. Now, he was hit with 24 lawsuits, allegedly uh, saying, you know, there's some sexual misconduct during his massage therapy sessions. Watson allegedly exposed himself and masturbated during a massage. But Watson's attorney, Rusty Harding, claimed it was consensual. Harding said, I don't know how many men are out there now that have had a massage that perhaps occasionally there was a happy ending. I do want to point out if that has happened, it's not a crime unless you're paying somebody extra or so to give you some kind of sexual activity. It's not a crime. Al, what are your thoughts on this news? And have you ever had a happy ending massage? <laughs> uh, of course I have. <laughs> but I, I, I tell you what, though. I just don't understand how this young man could let his sexual deviance get in front of making $230 million. He has a $230 million contract that's guaranteed as long as he doesn't breach the personal conduct policies of the National Football League. So it's just tragic to me that 24 women have come forward and said it was sexual misconduct it, it kind of gives me like r kelly vibes see the first thing i wonder is there something that happens to men who have access to this type of money 
Like when they get to that level, does it turn them into sexual deviants like R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, or Trey Songz, or do they exhibit these behaviors before the money? That's what I think. But in, in either way, this is this is tragic for this young man. This is horrible for the women that he has uh, sexually assaulted. And I, we just got to do better, man. We just got to do better. So when it comes to uh, the football player, I 100% echo Al's sentiments. I got nothing to say on that part. Y'all going to call this victim blaming and I don't give a damn. One of the ladies said he sat there and, and whacked off until he ejaculated and she had to go out of the room and go clean the stuff up, up off of her. Um, I don't know what in the hell type of $80 massages that you charging that you just wouldn't have told his ass to get up. You know what I'm saying? Or, or say, what in the hell are you doing? Or throw some hot water on him. I just don't <laughs> understand the psyche. And I know y'all want to hit me with all this, you know, women be shocked and you be stunned and paranoid and freaked out and all this type of stuff. It takes a minute of you sitting there playing with yourself in order to come to completion. I'm just baffled that you would just stand by and allow it or not run out of the room or call nine. Well, Q, you're onto something because that same young lady, this wasn't the first time that he did it. So the first time she massaged him, he did that. So when she called, when he called to book another appointment, she took the appointment and he did it again. So my question is, even though it's not right, does she share any responsibility of if she was violated the first time and didn't like it, why didn't you walk out, right? Yes. Okay, maybe you were in shock because Claudia says that a lot of times women are, are shocked and they're paralyzed. So if you were shocked the first time, you thought it was horrendous to the point where you wanted to sue him, why would you take his appointment again, appointment. right? Allow him to reinitiate the, the massage and the jacking off till completion and not until he completed did you run in the bathroom wash your hands and run out so i get it um after the second time but i've been in position i remember one time i was at a party and i'm gonna have to talk about my girl mimi one time we was uh, at this party in la it was like 20 years ago and um i needed a ride to the airport my flight was at 5 a.m we were partying till like three she was like i've been drinking i can't give you a ride but my homeboy will give you a ride and he's going in that direction i was like okay i was like young and you know, we feel invincible. So he gave me a ride and he was totally cool on the ride. Um, halfway there, he pulls this thing out and starts masturbating. And it's just me and him in the car. I, you would think that, oh, Claudia would definitely say something. I froze. I wanted to act like I didn't see anything. I was like, I'm just going to act like I don't see it. If I don't see it, it's not real. So I didn't say anything. He did it to completion, finished, and then said, um, are you cold? And then adjusted the heat. Okay. So when we got to the airport, I wanted to, I was so uncomfortable. I ran out of the car. He goes, I can't get a hug with, yeah, the, no. same, with the same hands. I ran out. I didn't have a cell phone back then. I called Mimi uh, from the payphone. I was like, oh my God, I avoided him ever since. So you have, yes, when they've done it one time and you go back again, it's kind of a side eye on you after the first time. But the right. first time I totally understand how a woman could freeze up. I've been there. One therapist saw him three times. He did it all three times that has joined this particular lawsuit. She saw him three times. I, 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 
why would you take that client again? Like my 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 good friend Skin Miami Larnett, she's an esthetician. She tells stories about when she does the men's face, she had them take the shirt off and she does the massage and stuff. She says she had a client that started on and on and, and she saw him get a wreck and she made him get his ass up and get out of her shop. Mm-hmm. You got to go, I don't even want your money. What, is, what are you doing? Unless those girls were just trying to build a case. Maybe they, after the first time, they're like, oh, I'm going to go back and get more evidence. I don't know. I, it does, it's not a good look, though. It's not a good look right. for yeah. the case. The optics are still bad. You have one time to uh, assault me or um, violate. I'm not going to, we're not going back. Rebook, reschedule. But it's like, it's sexual misconduct, right? So yeah. yeah, it's misconduct. That Maybe that's why the lawyer feels very comfortable because the grand jury did throw out 10 of these cases on him in the state of Texas. <laughs> I got to move, y'all. I got to move, y'all. I got to move. I got to move. Y'all. I gotta move. It's too much. Y'all been bad shows, and the man can't get a happy ending. And I can't by some miracle at forty nine. I got pregnant. I, I can't. Well, I wouldn't get an abortion at this stage. But anyways, we'll we'll get into this another time. Um, okay. This story, I I want to hear what y'all think about this. I feel like they're trying to make this a thing because it's just hilarious. In a recent interview, comedian Just Hilarious explained the reason why she can't date a bisexual man. Jess simply said, I strictly want you to be into me. What are your thoughts on Jess's comments? And could you see yourself dating a bisexual man? Al, we'll start with you. <laughs> of course I can see myself dating a bisexual man. I can see myself dating myself. I'm a good ass <laughs> catch. Um, I have to be honest, 100% honest. I don't think I have a problem with what she's saying. Um, I understand it because it's about preference and we all have preferences, right? We all can decide what we are attracted to, who we want to be in bed with and who we don't. But I don't think it was about, I think it was more about the nature in which she said it to me. This is how me watching that clip, it was how she verbalized it that appeared to have a great deal of homophobic undertone to it and maybe i'm i'm sensitive because you know i i profess to be bisexual so maybe i'm i'm being a little sensitive here but it would be great to hear um what funky and yourself thought about it too so i me, me personally I, I had no issue whatsoever with what she said and i don't want the media to try to make this a thing i i have a lot of female friends that say you know i don't want a man who, you know, likes other men. Um, the only thing that I want us to, 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 to not overlook is that a lot of times guys in that preference word oftentimes is a lot of homophobia. People, mm-hmm. people, it's my preference, but I'm 100% okay with her preference. If she doesn't want to mm-hmm. be a bisexual man, she doesn't have to, but let's just be honest when we have the conversation about what the root of that preference is. You know, I think as, as we should allow members of the community, uh, not allow, as it's, we should be accepting of your preference and your sexual identity and mm-hmm. who you are attracted to with no question. Mm-hmm. If a woman says, I don't want to be with a bisexual man, she should not be questioned for homophobia period it's like that's like me saying y'all hate women and i think that's so bad to say and i feel like when i saw the blogs one after another after another picking it up i felt like they trying to make this a thing because it's just hilarious Mm -hmm. that's what i personally thought and i feel like she was damned if she do she damned you don't and and i i honestly don't think she is she's homophobic i don't and i I, 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 
And I think people are so quick, like, you know, because right. there was so much homophobia with a lot of people, everything is, is interpreted as that. And I don't think it was. I don't either. I don't, I don't, I didn't take it as that either. I think when I say homophobic undertone for me, um, I feel like we can't ignore that definitely in the African-American community and around women of color, they are very, that's a deal breaker. You know what I'm saying? That's a deal breaker. Like one of the first things that they want to know before they want to know is the person, you know, haven't been to jail or has any kids. The first thing they want to know is, is he gay? You know, that's a very prominent conversation amongst black women when they're dating, when they're dating guys. And, they, you know, they can be very judgmental in how the guy dress, talk, who he hangs out with. We just talked about that. So that's what I meant. I definitely don't think she's homophobic. Yeah, I don't think so either. All right, Jess Hilarious, keep your head up, man. All right, uh, Tank responded to this tweet comparing Chris Brown to Michael Jackson. Chris Brown is more talented than Michael Jackson. There, I said it. Have a great week. Tank replied, I've been uh, the only one saying this, and I felt alone for so long. Welcome to the fold. Singer, dancer, writer, producer, actor, painter, clothing designer, gymnast, ninja, etc. MJ is the greatest, but CB has more gifts, is what we're all saying. Do you guys agree? With Tank. Um, this was a very salacious comment, right? Um, I will say this. Um, we live in a world right now where we're no longer producing superstars. We're, we're making microwavable artists. Mm -hmm. I definitely think Chris Brown is the closest thing living that we will ever have to a Michael Jackson. But by no stretch of the imagination um, is he better than Michael Jackson. And there, and and I can uh, agree with Tank's thing about him having, um, you know, more gifts, and not more from a he's better. Just he's just got a different set of gifts that 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 Michael didn't have, or whatever the case may be. But Chris Brown, by no stretch of the imagination, is Michael Jackson, and we have to remember what made the Michaels, the Madonnas, the Janet Jacksons, and the people of that time so great, baby, there were no, there was no internet back then. That was hardcore mm -hmm. album sales. That was hardcore going into the music shop, signing CDs, fan meet and greets. Right now, you almost get no credit from me because the internet make it too easy for you to become a star. So on that token alone, being an international superstar without the internet, Chris Brown could never be Michael. And why do we have to have, like, pick one? Like, I cringe sometimes when I see this, and also, like, the LeBron, Michael Jordan thing, that every year there's a debate about that. Like, of course, us old heads are going to have nostalgia about the people that we looked up to coming up. Like, to us, they'll forever be untouchable. You know what I mean? But, like, it, it does take away from... It takes away from Chris Brown and it takes away from Michael Michael uh, Jackson. Uh, Al, what do you think about this? I just like talking about wealthy, successful black men, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> so Chris yeah. Brown is an amazing talent. Chris Brown is an actor. Chris Brown is an artist. He's a clothing designer. Chris Brown is a gymnast. Chris Brown is an athlete. Chris Brown owns 14 Burger Kings. He's very entrepreneurial. I will agree with this point and this point only. Tank, Chris Brown is more talented outside of the music realm than Michael Jackson. I will give you that, but I will never, like Q said, agree that Chris Brown is more talented than Michael Jackson. 
All right. On that note, we'll take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Okay, I was nervous about bringing the story to y'all, but we're going to have to cover it because it is in the news and that's what we do. Funky is already smiling. Can <laughs> I wait? Because you already know it's going to be so mad. <laughs> I'm going to throw you off right now. Oh. Nick Cannon is back in the news. <laughs> and he revealed that he has more children on the way. Listen to what Nick had to say about his attempt at trying to be celibate. If you thought the numbers out uh, put up in 2021 was gonna happen, <laughs> wait, wait till, till we get to What are we doing? What are your thoughts? What do y'all feel? More Complete, completely inappropriate. Um, he needs an intervention at this point. Um I think every woman walking the planet should be outraged because if Nick had a vagina, he would be called every whore that there was in Hollywood and he would be unable to, to, to secure any type of job. Claudia, imagine if you would not be able to get any television work if every year you popped out a baby from a different man. You would be considered a whore, damaged goods, a bad person or whatever and at this point this is mental illness all right i know that god put us on this planet to procreate but he didn't have no intentions for us to be sitting up having 19 20 and 30 damn babies yeah you so know, you know Clark, sorry go ahead that was real quick there's a comment people they said people have been harder on Lori harvey's dating history than they've been on nick cannon this is true uh al what are we saying what are we saying so i, I was just gonna say I'm going to take a different approach on this one, Funky. I, I think that this is, I think it's just disgusting at this point. But I'm I'm going to take the blame off of Nick Cannon, and I'm going to hold the women responsible. Um, why are so many women letting him put his community D all inside of them, unprotected, and having these unwed kids, these single mother households? Where do these women take the responsibility for allowing him to exhibit this type of behavior without any uh, accountability. Even in that interview why. with Angela Yee, if the if production shows that clip one more time and you listen, he's interviewed by three women. Three, many of us would be considered successful women and all they're doing as he tells this story Bless about it. creating all these babies is they're giggling. They're giggling. Not a single one of them said, yo, bro, this is irresponsible. Yo, bro, this ain't cool. Yo, this ain't hot. They were all giggling. I'm going to tell you why they do it, Al. Because you pop out a baby from Nick Cannon and you get to sit on your ass for the next 18 years and collect at least $10,000 a month. That's enough to live off of and not have to work. Yeah, so I, I, but what about the kid without a father in the house? They ain't worried about that. They ain't worried, I, they ain't worried about it. I get, I get why the women are doing it and not defending it because it could not be me. It could not be me. I, you tell me you got two, three kids, you're not around for them already. I'm already like, mm, I already feel a way about that. If you're going to abandon your seed, you don't have time for me either. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. But I get why a woman that maybe doesn't have as much going on, why would you not want to have a, a baby by a successful rich man, even though at the detriment of yourself and your kid, there's a lot of people here that are sick like that that think that's good enough. And but the community. It, and how about procreation? And procreation but, but, is not a joke. 
but the common denominator, and I love Nick Cannon, you're the you are orchestrating this circus. Like you are the one that has control of your sperm, whether you fertilize these eggs. And I love Nick Cannon. And I I really think there's a story to this. I think there's more to it than just want to have babies. Because this guy had his nose clean for so many years and didn't have any of this. And all of a sudden, when when he got ill, maybe there's a fear, maybe there's one of uh a need to feel like he's leaving something behind a legacy. But I feel like there's something to this that's more than a surface. I'm just, just making babies. It has to be. He's not a dumb guy. He's a really smart guy. Agreed. Now let's go to the real story. Funky, <laughs> I'm afraid of doing this. I know. Don't do it. Let's go to the real story. Don't we got a sensitive topic. <laughs> okay. Hazel E. Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. who, who it is? <laughs> I can't. She suffered a miscarriage due to an infection from a previous surgery. Let's take a look. If you thought reason why we did not announce um, our pregnancy because it was complications due to my infection from surgery. Now this is not Hazel's first surgery health scare. What are your thoughts on this news? QRC over there. I don't even want to look at you right now. I'm over here. I'm out of this. So from what I'm hearing is her uterus has sepsis. I mean, that's, that's what I'm hearing. Let me make something perfectly clear here. I am not by any means necessary making fun of Hazel E having a miscarriage. That ain't funny. But at this point, she just need to move into the hospital because every time she give us a damn live, she is laid up on the sick and shut in list. I know that she has been kicked off of every insurance policy from Blue Cross Blue Shield to doggone AARP to State Farm from running up them people. Um, insurance, this woman stays in the hospital. And here is what's sad. Once again, vanity is causing her health issues. You lost your baby as a result of an infection from some surgery that you did not need to have. And lastly, because you had not already announced to the world that you were pregnant, I don't understand why you and your husband felt it prudent to get on the internet and even share with us that you were pregnant, we didn't even know it, and you lost the baby that we did not even know you were pregnant with. What's the point? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be a little bit more compassionate. Prayers for Hazel E, because I understand miscarriages are very devastating for women. Um, and for husbands too, I, I, Funky, I'm gonna look at it as the positive in the sense that maybe she shared it to be uh, a lesson for other women that have made that are maybe interested in doing a lot of body work and not understanding the effect that it can have in your conception and being able to hold and keep a child. And I'm Britney Spears. Miscarriages are very um, traumatic to a woman. I, I agree with you, Funky. We didn't know she's pregnant. We didn't know this. And I just wish women would just stop prioritizing the outer. All these infections would cause you great loss. All right. I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva tonight for joining me. Of course, uh, YouTube, thank you so much. Stay tuned for Turned Out with Kate Madison. We'll see y'all on Friday. Bye. Bye Have a good night, soulmates.